How do you build your business around your life instead of your life around your business? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today I want to talk to you about building a business that works for your life. I want you to choose the life you love and run the business you want. So often, because we're talking about our income, because we're talking on the foundation of which we're going to build our lives and run our lives, we prioritize our businesses. We put our business first, and we expect our life to kind of twist and turn around it to accommodate our businesses. And it never really works. We turn ourselves into pretzels, we extend, we overextend, we overcommit, and we end up with people in our personal lives and in our personal relationships who feel neglected, who are struggling with us, and we never feel like we can do good enough or be good enough when we're trying to be there for our people and our personal lives and also be there for our businesses. And everybody can say, and Oprah says it better than I, when she says, live your best life. And I like to tell people that I help them build their best lives so they can run their best businesses. And these inspiring motivational one-liners are really good and they can get us focused and clear, but there's a problem with them. Because no one ever talks about the how. How do you live your best life? And how do you run your best business? What happens when the two contradict one another? What happens when you need, like you're desperately needed in your personal life, but you're also kind of desperately needed in your business? How do you choose? How do you navigate? How do you decide without getting overwhelmed, without tossing in the towel, and without creating conflict in one or both of these areas. There's a way to do it, and it starts with intention. So I want you to think about, as you head into the new year, what do you want your life to look like? And what do you want your business to look like? Where are those two ideas really similar and running parallel? And where do they intersect and create conflict? Give it some thought and find me on the other side of this break, and I'll help you organize what you're thinking. Talk to you soon. The choice to build a business around your life starts with intention. It's about getting crystal clear on what you want, knowing what is non-negotiable, and then moving to the how. You've heard me say this a dozen times on this show already, that we have to, in order to build the businesses and lives we want, we have to get crystal clear on the picture we want, what we're working towards, what our goal is, why it's important to us, what's motivating us to pursue it. But then we also need to know what we're simply not willing to give up in order to get there. And once we know the destination, we know the things we need to work around, we then get to problem solve 
how we get there, given that we have certain obstacles. So if you want to run a business, but you also want to coach your kid's soccer team, you know that you have to build a business that allows you to be available for the practices for the soccer game and for the games and the matches and the meets and the tournaments that come when you're coaching a team. You would get crystal clear on what you want. You would know the non-negotiable is you're not giving up coaching soccer, and then you would move to the how. And you would use all the mobile pieces, all the flexible pieces to get you where you wanted to go. You would find the areas in other parts of your life and business where compromise is possible and you would head in that direction. But you have to be clear on what you want. Do you want a business that allows for travel? Do you want a business that's like a brick and mortar? Some people really do crave that like landing spot and meeting and greeting with the locals. Other people do want that online business and the laptop lifestyle and the flexibility that comes with it. But get crystal clear on who you are, how you move through the world, and what your dream life or business looks like. So many people start with the exceptions and the obstacles and the things that they can't have and all of the things they would have to problem solve. And they never have the opportunity to actually say what it is they want. So step number one, to build a business around your life, you've got to get clear on what you want that life to look like. What do you want in it? What are you unwilling to compromise on? And what do you need to make it possible? And then you got to do the same thing for your business. You have to see where things are parallel and where they intersect. Get clear on what it is you want and know the non-negotiables. And then you can move to the how. I'm rolling my eyes a little bit as I say this, so bear with me. But it really does start with clarity. And I know clarity is one of the most overused words in the entrepreneurial space. It's right up there with hustle. Um, But it really is true. If you're not clear on where you're going, what you want and what you need, you end up in the passenger seat of your business and your life because you're reacting to what others want. You're reacting to the expectations other people put forth. And in your business, you're reacting to what other people are willing to pay you for at the rate that they're willing to pay you rather than what service or product you want to offer at the rate you expect to be compensated for. You've got to be clear. And what happens is people skip this step because they want to rush to the money-making part. They want to rush to the part where they see what works. They want to know what engages people and what people connect to. And market research is absolutely important. But you can't skip the step of thinking about what it is you want, how much time flexibility you want, whether or not you want to work with people one-on-one or in a group setting, whether or not you want to work with other people and build a team around you who are offering products and services, or whether or not you want to be a solopreneur. There's a lot of things to think about. And the more time you spend building a foundation and a vision for that, the more you're going to be set up for success. And of course, we're going to talk about the need to pivot. I'm actually going to cover that later in this episode for you. But you really do need a strong foundation of who you want to be, how you want to move through the world and what you want your life and business to look like. 
And when you do that, you're setting up boundaries around both. You're putting up boundaries between you and your consumer, you and your um, team members and any people you contract with. And you're also putting up boundaries in your personal life around when you're available for people and when you're not because you're working. You can't do this without making a commitment to upholding the boundaries and limits you need in your own life to make them work. And when you do that, you have to recognize that you're also choosing a natural consequence to that. That when you set a boundary, you're essentially telling in your business life or in your personal life that somebody wants to be closer to you than you want to be to them. And that's going to feel bad. And it's going to feel like you're making you know, a selfish choice. It's going to make you feel guilty. You're going to question yourself. You're going to second guess yourself, but it's necessary because if you're identifying what you need your life to be like, getting in a conversation with yourself and debating and belaboring the point is a waste of time. But there is a natural consequence to our choices. For example, I love boxing. I left my boxing gym recently as I get ready for my cross-country move, but in the mornings on Wednesday, I was at a 7 a.m. boxing class that ran till 8.30. By the time I got home, had my coffee and breakfast and showered and got dressed, I wasn't really ready to work until noontime. So I set my work schedule to start at noon on Wednesdays because boxing was non-negotiable for me. But the natural consequence of that is it kind of pissed some of my clients clients off already working in online business on managing tons of different time zones and for some people and in some parts of the country not starting until noon was a real difficulty for them i upset them they wanted me to meet earlier but the life i wanted valued that wednesday morning boxing class so i had to be willing to disappoint other people so that i could meet my own need and my own goals for myself and my personal life it's not about avoiding the natural consequence. It's about accepting it. You can't work around it, compromise, turn yourself into a pretzel to avoid the natural sting that comes with going after what you want. It's part of the choice you're making. So you acknowledge it and you choose it. But once you meet the need, once you take care of yourself, you then have everything you want on the other side. And I never regretted the late Wednesday start because that Wednesday boxing class set me up for incredible success. Sure, I upset people and sure people didn't understand because who starts their work day at noontime? Well, I do. Because part of why I chose to build an online business is I wanted the lifestyle freedom that comes with it. To work when I want and not work when I don't want to. And I know that I was able to over deliver for so many more people in my personal life and in my business life because I took the time for the thing that I cared about. 
It's important to know your non-negotiables, to stand by them, to recognize that sometimes they really are going to be hard to set, but it's going to be worth it. But you have to go through that hard part. You have to work through the other person's resistance in order to get there. It doesn't feel good when someone's saying, really, are you sure, Heather, you can't do 11 o'clock EST? It feels awkward and uncomfortable and a little bit nerve-wracking. But after class, when it feels so good to have put myself first, to have banged it out for a little bit, to get the energy out, to get the juices going, and to get out of my head, everything gets better. So it's step one, crystal clear on what you want. Know the non-negotiables. Move to the how. Step two is accept that those non-negotiables are going to come with some natural consequences, and you have to choose to accept those too. Next, I want you to think about thinking outside the box. So many times people struggle with the process of clarity, of getting clear on what they want and what they're not willing to tolerate because they think in too rigid of a manner. They think too structured and in such a routine of the way other people do it or the way it's always done or how it should be done or what it ought to be done like. And I think that sometimes the best way to build the lives we want and the businesses we want is to put flexibility first as a core value. But in order to do that, we have to be willing to think creatively and get outside the box. Right now, I have an offer out on the table for my um, current clients. Anybody listening to the show is welcome to grab one too. But I put an offer out there for a one-on-one plan for me that uses an app called Voxer. If you look it up, it's basically a walkie-talkie app where people can leave messages through the app to a person. The other person can pick it up on their schedule and answer back. And the whole thing happens over voice. The reason why I did it is because in this current time of transition, when I'm trying to sell my home, move to a new place, a lot of my life is in transition. And scheduling one-hour blocks or doing three-hour intensives with my clients became really overwhelming. I couldn't figure out when I was going to be available ahead of time. I didn't know how much time I would have for my business on any given day. I didn't know the Wi-Fi availability or the strength of the connection for group video calls, and it felt like all of these obstacles were getting in my way of delivering the service I wanted. I wasn't willing to start selling one-on-one intensives. I wasn't offering them because I didn't want to juggle all of those other complications. But what I did when I got crystal clear on the fact that I did still want to work, I didn't want to pause my business, I didn't want to turn the off switch on it, I just needed to work differently, I decided to do a flat rate one-on-one Voxer plan where people get to call in, ask me questions in real time for them, and I answer as I can through the workday, Monday through Friday, on my own business time schedule. And it has created amazing results. But if somebody told me six months ago even, three months ago even, that I would be having a core offering simply relying on a walkie-talkie talkie app, I probably would have told them where to go and how to get there because who does that? It's not really known. It's not really widely accepted. It's probably something people would make fun of. Maybe you're making fun of it now as you listen. It's completely 
totally outside the box, but it completely, totally works for my life and business right now. And people are getting incredible results. I can't do the one-on-one calls. There's too many obstacles in the way, too many stressors. This easily accessible for me, easily accessible for my client, and we're making it work. In order to think outside the box, sometimes the opinion you're going to need to change is going to be your own. I had to get over a lot of insecurity and a lot of self-doubt in order to put an offer out there like that because it just sounded so untraditional. I'd already moved from a brick and mortar to an online business and suddenly now I wasn't going to be offering one-on-one calls. I was just going to offer the one and dones and the Voxers and the Q&As and all of that. It just, it sounded absurd to me and I had to get out of my own way in order to be able to sell it with confidence confidence and integrity. And now that I'm seeing how brilliantly it works, my only question to myself is why I didn't do it sooner. But it's completely outside the box. When you make an outside the box decision and choice for your life or your business, you also have to be prepared to explain it, to teach it, and to educate people about it. And one of the things that I see happen too often when people kind of take an alternative path is they put themselves in this defensive stance of feeling like they have to explain themselves. And why do they have to explain themselves? Because they get to build businesses the way they want on their terms, etc., etc. And it's important to remember that when you are going outside the box, you have to bring people with you and they won't move as quickly as you. So you do have to take the time to educate. You do have to take the time to inform and talk about it and explain it and be willing to engage in conversations around people's misgivings, second doubts, and questions. It comes with the territory. And the reason why you want to invest that kind of time and be patient is because you are building the life and business you want on your terms and it's worth it. When you block it off with defensiveness and entitlement and think you don't have to explain yourself, you're living, you're leaving family members, friends in your personal life or people in your business on the outside looking in when there's no need to do that. They can be right with you. They can be by your side. You can take them for the ride, but you have to let them know that the train is leaving the station and it's not arriving in the station that they're used to. People feel way more included and accepting when they know what the deal is. And part of this is also going to be remembering and reminding yourself of something I said at the beginning of the show, that flexibility is key. We can't build these ideal lives and businesses with rigid expectations that involve this belief or hope that we'll never have to compromise. We are going to have to compromise at one point in time, for example, I had a really good business opportunity come my way where I could do a presentation and a training and some follow-up, but it was on a Wednesday, which meant for that particular day, 
I couldn't go boxing. So I can't say I'm never going to start my day before noon EST on a Wednesday because then I'm cut, kind of, you know, cutting my nose off to spite my face a little bit and I'm losing out on opportunities. It's about being willing to compromise, but also knowing that you're not going to make that compromise a habit. And one of the ways to avoid that, because it's so easy, I think sometimes once you go, ah, you know, I didn't go boxing last week and it was really no big deal and it all worked out okay in the end and I made some money, it's easy to make that decision again. The way to avoid that and the way to not keep giving yourself away and compromising on the things you want is to reschedule. That when you are giving up something for a limited amount of time that you predetermined was important to you, that you cared about and was a value in your life, when you're choosing your life over your business or your business over your life for any moment in time, make sure the thing you're giving up, the thing you're compromising on, put it back on the schedule right away. Reschedule it. Set your intention that it's not happening now, but it's going to happen. That you can't just give it away without forethought. You can give it away with intention, and that includes rescheduling. Flexibility can be a tricky thing to talk about sometimes. I'm often talking to people about it when I'm talking about this idea that they have this tendency sometimes to turn themselves into pretzels for other people, that someone else is more demanding, has more needs, is more difficult, on some level maybe a toxic person, and sometimes my clients have the tendency to kind of twist and bend around someone else's priorities and give themselves away. So I always say to them, you can't turn yourself into a pretzel. You can't adapt so much that you're bending and twisting at an uncomfortable angle because at some point your neck is going to kink and your head is going to hurt and your back is going to ache. And we can't maintain flexibility on the long term when we're giving ourselves away. So I sometimes am cautioning against too much flexibility. But it is a little bit of a dance here because we can't be rigid. We do need to be willing to compromise. We have to figure out a way to hold both, to hold the times when we can't give ourselves away with the recognition that sometimes we're going to have to. I wish there was a hard and fast rule for this. I wish I could help you navigate your way through the struggle and get out of it cleanly on the other side. I don't know how to do that because I don't know what your contradictory needs are in front of you and they're going to change on a day-to-day basis. The best advice I can give you when you're thinking about compromising or choosing not to compromise and be unwilling to compromise is to do it intentionally. So many people do it from a place of reactivity. They're avoiding a conflict. They're avoiding disappointing somebody. They're avoiding um, people thinking negatively about them. They're avoiding a loss in their business. There's some act of avoidance happening. But if you're willing to look the struggle in the eye, the need to compromise, just look at it boldly and bravely and deal with it with intention, with knowing that you're giving it your best, knowing that you're going to compromise or someone else is going to need to compromise. And that's simply unavoidable, but be clear and concise about it. Put yourself in the driver's seat. 
Be the decision maker. Don't put yourself in the reaction passenger seat where you're responding to people and what they need and what they want and what they think could come first. If you don't relinquish the driver's seat, if you stay in control of your life and business, you still can chart the path. And flexibility is a crazy dance to manage. And sometimes we don't realize we've compromised too much until we're burning with resentment. And it's on us to recognize that in the moment, take a do-over and make sure we don't do that next time. Other times we're going to realize we missed out and we're going to be filled with the coulda, shoulda, wouldas of regret of not being more flexible, of recognizing that we probably could have bent a little more. And we're going to feel bad about that. That's the natural consequence of the dance. But we have to engage with it. We have to toss it around, learn ourselves, be aware and have the self-awareness of who we are, how we move through the world, and what sets us up for the most success. And when we do that with intention, when we do it with mindfulness, we're living the lives and businesses we want on our terms, even if we're holding some disappointment on the side, even if it means some of our needs are going to go unmet for a little while, we're driving the car, we're in control of the destination, and everything matters with that. Managing these times of competing needs and desires can be really confusing. You can struggle with self-doubt. You can worry about making the wrong choice. And that's normal and natural when you're choosing to live your life and run your business with intention. The best tool you have in order to avoid a negative fallout or misunderstandings or conflict is communication. You have to be crystal clear with all of the people involved on what's going on, what they need to know, what you want them to think about it, and communicate transparently. When you include the people involved in it, when you tell them what you want them to think, you reduce the likelihood of a misunderstanding, you decrease the likelihood of a conflict, and you're more likely to successfully connect and join with the people who need to know the information you have or the changes you need to share. And I'm about to do that with you right now, because guess what, folks? I have a moving date. If you're listening to me in real time, it's December 8th, and my husband and I are set to move to California on Thursday, December 14th. So we're now officially less than a week away. That means a week from today, I will be waking up in what I hope to be sunny California, although sunny California sure is struggling with wildfires right now. So in the next week, I've got to up and move and transition and get my car shipped and get on a plane and do all the things. And that means I'm not going to be able to record a daily podcast for you. It also means I have no idea when I'm going to feel settled enough and feel like I've really landed in order to get back to you. So this is going to be my last episode for a little while. I wish I could communicate transparently to you and tell you the specific date to tune in back. I just don't know how my life is going to go. But I'm communicating transparently to you now so you stay included, you're a part of the journey, and you know to subscribe to the show so that when I do get back on the airwaves, you get the first notification on that. That's modeling it in real time. Here's a change. Here's what you need to know. Here's why. And here's what I hope for you on the other side. That, my friends, is how you do it.
Communication really is king on all levels. And I have learned this the hard way, which is why I just took a moment to clearly tell you what I wanted you to think. The show is going to go off the air for a week or two, but I'm going to come back, subscribe to the show so you can be sure to find out when I do, because I don't want to lose you as a listener and I want to be able to maintain the integrity of the show. I realized that I needed to do this part better in 2015 when my husband was sick and I was running my own business. I didn't want my clients to know that I was managing a stress. I didn't want to inconvenience them, make my business about them. So I kept, you know, canceling appointments and shifting things around and rescheduling. And finally, I had this moment where a client asked me, are you sick? And I said, what, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Am I sick? And she's like, you, you haven't been here a lot and you've called out and you've never done that before what's going on? Are you okay? And I ended up having to tell her that like, yes, I'm fine. But yes, my husband's sick and he's been in the hospital and I've been with him. And I learned the hard way that when we try to avoid the hard conversations, when we try to avoid telling people that we're not going to be available or that there's going to be a shift in the payment structure, or we're going to be charging more or whatever the change is that people need to address and adjust to. When we don't just confront that matter-of-factly, head-on, we are cleaning up a mess because people create all kinds of stories in their head. I don't know what kind of story people are going to create in their head if they've listened to other podcast episodes of mine, but they just don't catch this one to know that I'm going off the air for a couple of weeks. I can't control that. There's nothing I can do about it. I can put it on social media. I can, you know, tag people when I'm promoting the show show and do things like that. But some people are going to be feeling like I just up and left and stopped and changed my mind about doing the show. I can't control that. But the parts that I can control, I'm going to communicate clearly about. I didn't need to cause my clients a couple of years ago undue stress and worry about me. I could have been clear and upfront to say, hey, I have a personal emergency. This is happening. I would take some time to think about as you build your life and your business, what do people need to know in order to get on board? What information do they need to have about you, your business or your life, your needs, your priorities, whatever it is, what do they need to know and carry in their back pocket so they're on board with you and can support you and be by your side or be in tune to you and be loyal customers? So often we hesitate to share that information because we're worried about what people will think. We don't want to create an inconvenience and we don't want to be so full of ourselves that we think, hey, the whole world is going to care if I don't do my podcast for two weeks. I know the whole world is not going to care if I don't do my podcast for two weeks. And I know that there's going to be listeners listening to me right now saying, you don't need to keep going on and on about this. I get it. You're not going to be around for a while. No big deal. I'll find you on the other side. But it is a modeling opportunity. And this is how you do it. Because so many times people get caught up in that, well, I don't want people to think this and I don't want people to think that. So I'm not just, I'm not going to say anything. And without a message from you, people fill the white space with their own stories. And most often, it's not the accurate story. The best key to building the life and business you want is communication, 
tell people what they need to know at the time frame and with the notice they need to know it, and it's easier for them to get on board with you. Don't be afraid to tell people what you want them to think and what you need them to know. The reason why personal development and mindset can feel so tricky and difficult to navigate sometimes is there's so many competing ideas and layers and things to work through. I spent the beginning of the show telling you, get crystal clear on what it is you want. Know what you're not willing to give up, and then you can move to the how. But here's the competing piece of information that as you're thinking about building the life and business you want, you have to be prepared that sometimes you're going to change your mind, that you're going to be on a course. You're going to think that's the exact thing you want your life and business to look like, and you're going to change your mind. It's happened to me several times in my own life. At one point in time, I thought I was going to be a lifer in residential programming for teenagers and their families. I thought I was going to run a multi-program agency. I wanted to be on the top of that ladder in the worst way. But at some point in time, it stopped allowing me to have the life I wanted So I moved into brick and mortar private practice. I built that business for 10 years and I thought for a good while that that was gonna be my life until I struggled with burnout, until I got a little bit bored, until I started wanting more. And then I rebuilt again and I built an online business And already, when I see the lives I'm changing, the people I'm connecting with, the quality of conversations I'm having, the fact that I have a daily podcast now, my picture for my life and my business has expanded. It keeps shifting, changing, and growing. Because along this path and along this journey, one of the core lessons I have learned is that my potential is only limited by how big I'm willing to dream. I wasn't prepared for that. When I started an online business, I kind of had this in-the-box idea of what it would look like. I didn't think that, again, I was going to start to grow and want more and be bigger and bolder and braver. And you have to prepare yourself for that. Because now my going mantra is, I haven't come this far to only come this far. I never knew that I was going to be the person who said something like that. But now I am, and I believe it so deeply and so much it's ingrained in my bones. But what that means for me in my personal life and in my business is that everybody needs to know that the story is changing again, that my life and my vision for it and my business and my vision for it are growing, shifting, and changing. You can't decide that where you started is where you're landing. We have to focus on what's next to recognize that sometimes we don't know what we don't know and we can't dream things we haven't thought of. But as soon as they come our way and we decide to grasp onto it, everything changes and we have to be prepared for it because I'm learning that every single time I think I finally landed, all I've done is reach the next destination. So hold that with you. 
that where you are right now isn't where you'll always be, that what you want right now won't always be what you want, and that's okay. It's a part of the process. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean you took the wrong turn or you got on the wrong track. It simply means you changed your mind. But if you're going to build your business around your life, you have to hold the awareness that that might happen. I never thought I was going to be somebody moving to California. I'd always wanted to live in North Carolina or Colorado or the Pacific Northwest. I didn't know that California was going to be the plan. I didn't know that I would ever have a day when I would look at my life and go, huh, I don't want to do mental health anymore. Yes, I want to help people with the psychology of success around mindset. I want to help people live their best lives. But no, I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to diagnose a mental health problem. I didn't know that that was going to shift or change. So you have to hold on to your hats and hold on to your seats and be ready and present for the ride. That where you are right now might not be where you stay. And that's okay. Because that's also a part of building our our dream lives and our dream businesses. As I have this conversation with you, one of the other things I really need you to think about and be aware of and choose to accept is that sometimes your business is absolutely going to come first above your life. You're going to break a heart in your personal life. You're going to disappoint somebody. You're going to let them down. You're not going to be able to show up when somebody really needs you. And the same thing is true vice versa. At some point in time, your life may just take over your business and you may not be able to do all the things you've wanted to do and accomplish all the things you've been going after because there's too many things in your personal life that need and require your attention. It is always going to be a dance. It cannot be set in stone. But if you stay in the driver's seat, if you recognize it, own it, are willing to communicate with it, are willing to be flexible, you can find an easier time finding your way. Doing that dance, managing the steps is much easier when you recognize that it comes with the choice of living life on your terms, that you made a choice for what you wanted your life to look like. You made a choice for what you wanted your business to look like. Oh, excuse me, fog in my throat. And you're going to need to figure out how to manage and navigate both. When you're doing that, as long as you're doing it consciously and with intention for what you're willing to give up, what simply cannot be compromised on, and you engage in the dance, it's easier to find your way. Sometimes people aren't going to understand or agree with you. That's okay. Sometimes people are going to believe you chose the wrong priority. That too comes with the territory. We can't please everybody. But when we move through the world in a way that's consistent with who we are and how we navigate the world and what sets us up for success, it's all much easier to navigate, deal with, and find our way through. I find myself laughing at myself all over again because as I was saying that, I could hear an old country song in my head playing that life really is a dance and you learn as you go. But that's exactly what it is. That 
It is a dance. Figuring all of this out, it's not easy. It's not a straight path. I hope I'm giving you some, you know, not to use that word again, clarity around how to get there, how to build the picture, how to outline it, draw it out, and add the color to it, and recognizing that you're the person designing it. You're doing your, you're designing your life, you're designing your business, and you get to choose the terms, the pace, all of it. You get to decide what it looks like. The only way this works is if you get clear on managing expectations. You're going to have to manage your own and you're going to have to manage the expectations of other people. You're not going to be able to do all the things all the time at the moment everybody needs it or at the moment you expect it to. You'll have to find your way. You'll have to juggle some things. And when we juggle, Balls get dropped and things get missed. We don't always do it perfectly. We can't always execute seamlessly. It comes with the territory. And when we can own that part, that it's going to get messy sometimes. It's going to feel unclear. But that too is part of the path. And that too is part of the journey. It's all going to be okay in the end. And you can find your way. And you'll fall and you'll get back up and you'll dust yourself off. And it'll all work out. But you have to do it with intention. And here's the best part. You can't ever forget that you're the boss, the boss of your life and the boss of your business. And here's the thing about being the boss. I just heard this in a, a group co um, coaching conversation I was having yesterday. Um, a woman named Rebecca Adam, I believe is how you say her last name. I'm sorry, Rebecca, if I'm butchering your name. But it's this idea that if we tune into this reminder and this clarity that we are the bosses of our life and the bosses of our business, when something isn't working, we get to shift and change. We don't have to ask anyone for permission because the buck stops with us. We don't have to go through a, a committee. We don't have to ask other people's opinions. When we realize we've built a life by design that isn't working for us or a business that isn't working for us, we get to change it. We get to move and pivot and shift. We have to live with the natural consequence of doing that. We have to communicate transparently about it, but we get to do it. That is the beauty and the joy that comes with living the lives and businesses we want on our terms and building them accordingly. Thanks for talking to me today. I'm going to miss talking to you in the coming weeks, but I have a pile of work in front of me, and my life right now has to come before my business. I know you understand. I know you get it. And if you miss me in your earbuds, there's probably 60 to 70 other episodes behind this one that you can go back and listen to. If you do like what you heard today, do me a favor in my absence and get the word out about my show. There's tons of episodes people can choose from. You can subscribe to the show yourself to know when I'm back on the air. Make sure you take time to leave a review over on iTunes and help me get the word out about who I am, what I do, and how I serve. And once I've landed on the other side of the country and I found my way a little bit, managing a freeway is going to be a little bit tricky for me, I think. I'll be back here in your earbuds, catching you up, telling you the lessons I've learned, and getting right back to it. Thanks so much for joining me today. Bye for now.